This is Thrive Perspectives, an ever-growing discussion about the issues that shape our lives with your guides, Dr. Matthew Jacoby and DJ Payne. Matt, at the time we're recording this, uh, you've had a little bit of a, a bit of a holiday. Nice little holiday down our beautiful coast, down at Aries Inlet. Have you been down there much? It's I, I, I have spent a bit of time down there. Uh, the, the clifftop walk along from Aries, the lighthouse, now, back towards, back sort of south. Yes. Uh, east is just gorgeous. All, every time you go on a holiday, you know, with mm. the family and everything like that, yeah. all I hear about is your walks. <laughs> like, how was the no, holiday? No, no, we I went, climbed a mountain. How yeah, was the holiday? Yeah. I walked the coast. How long was yeah, the yeah. I went bush. to the, yeah. fe- to the rest well, of the I family? Went, no, no, I did, yes. I, we, we, we went together. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I get this horrible vision of you, like, wandering off and leaving I, Kate and the kids by themselves. Well, I did a bit of that, too. <laughs> yeah. So you've had a good break? Yep. Okay. Yeah, just a short one. Just a short one. But that's that's part of that was a little getaway, but part mm. of that has also been a, a bit of a bigger break. You've you've had a bit of a bigger break from preaching mm. and uh you know, is uni having a bit of a break at the moment yeah, as well? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You're a man of luxury. Uh, yeah, it hasn't felt like that, but there's <laughs> <laughs> still plenty of things to do. <laughs> well, I'm still bothering you, dragging you in here to yeah. do some recording in the no, podcast. It's good. Uh so um we've got we've got we do have a lot of great exciting things happening in the world of Thrive and uh, you know, all the associated projects and different things that we're doing. Mm. Uh, one little thing I wanted to give a shout out that hopefully won't be too far away is um, the Sons of Cora app, you know and, yeah. I know, and I know you like to keep your Sons of Cora hat way over here and your teaching hat mm. way over here, but with the Sons of Cora app, we're about to launch, because I know people can't get enough of us two talking mm. together, yeah. um, uh, Sons of Cora podcast within the app. Yeah. Yeah, so if you want... A lot of background information, interviews with all the members of Sons of Cora, past, present and future. Mm-hmm. Hopefully there's few more future yeah. members. Uh, the Sons of Cora app is is definitely, uh, you know, check it out. It's You can find it on Android. You can find it on the iPhone in all the stores and stuff like that. And uh, it's a great app. Not only do you get all the music and everything when you become a subscriber, but you also now get the mm. podcast. Yeah. It's been nice actually doing some recording. We recorded with an orchestra recently the the app the app actually is our kind of crowd crowdfunding mechanism yeah, yeah. and uh, it's enabled us to do some really beautiful beautiful things and you get the music first yeah, before any right. other so platform we, in we, the thing that's right we release the music through the app as we record it pretty much yeah uh, so it, it goes out there so the latest one is a uh, actually we we as you know we we sort of focus on the psalms uh, obviously but we I've done an adaptation of Isaiah 53. What, what's going uh, on? You've like, you, Sons of Cora, you've gone crazy. Oh, we've you've gone crazy. Up, I know. You've left, uh, you've but left we the just, stars. you know, that, that classic, um, that classic song of the suffering servant, oh. you know, but by his stripes we are healed. Amazing. That, that amazing description of, you know, written hundreds of years before the crucifixion of the suffering uh, and, and atoning death of Christ. Yeah. It's just stunning. So, um, been sitting on that for a while, so we just released that through yeah. the app. Awesome. Yeah. And having great, great responses. People are loving it. So awesome. It's good. 
check it out. Go, go check out the Sons yeah. of Korra app. We'll make sure we put a link in the show notes and stuff like that. Yep. Well, that's enough cross promotion. This yeah. is our third. <laughs> this that's is right. our third part um, of our three part series that we've been doing on in Thrive Perspectives. It's part. It's I, I would say you know this this podcast is a sister podcast to what we do in Thrive Deeper. But but over the last uh, you know few weeks in Thrive Deeper, we've been going through the Book of Acts, and that has spurred us on uh, spurred us on here. <clears throat> To, to do the, the series that we're doing on the Holy mm. Spirit. There's so many questions about the Holy Spirit when you read the book of Acts. Yeah. And it's a, again, I, I want to want to reiterate that it's a subject that a lot of people feel really uncomfortable about talking about the Holy Spirit. No matter what tradition you've come from, no matter what background, we all get a bit bit fidgety in our seats when we're talking about the Holy Spirit because it, it's it's a such a personal, personal subject for different people. It is. Well, in a sense, it's where... The rubber really hits the road in terms yeah. of our relationship with God. I mean, uh, it, it's it's the very opposite to us being autonomous and independent yeah. individuals. God actually comes and dwells in our hearts, and yeah. that's very that's a very confronting thing, yes. you know. And um, and so yes, it, it 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 is the most personal element. You know, we can talk about things that happened two thousand years ago, or we can talk about a God who sometimes is perceived to be just out there somewhere. Yeah. Um, but you can't really talk abstractly about the Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, it, this is uh, this is God I- in us, and so we we get very much into the experiential element. Uh, of of our faith, yeah, and I think that's another reason why it gets uncomfortable because the the excesses on both ends of the spectrum about the Holy Spirit, and we, I know we've touched on this before, but in setting up today's episode, you know, for some people, you know, in the tradition you've grown up in, it might be the, when you think of the Holy Spirit, you might think of a circus or like some crazy experiences mm. or yeah. you know emotions and everything mm. like that. For other people, you, th- you think of the Holy Spirit, you might think of facts and you know Bible passages yeah. and stuff like yeah. that, and something really removed from your own personal day-to-day life. But I, I think both of those, both for me personally, I think both of those ends of the spectrum is really missing the point of what he's actually doing in our life. That's right. And and and, to, and finally, as we wrap up, uh, you know, we're saying we're going to be doing this every episode, but I really want to get into both the gifts of the Spirit and the fruits of the Spirit that are yeah. listed in, yeah. in the Scriptures. Yep. So yeah, maybe maybe, uh, maybe we start with the, the gifts of the Spirit and um, we'll see where we end up? Yeah, I think... Um, I think that'd be a good place to start. I don't yeah. have a better idea. I know, so I know. <laughs> uh, I, it's interesting. Um, I mean, we've, we've talked uh, about living by the Spirit a little yep. bit. You know, this is something that we need to get used to, because we're not just dealing with the God who's out there somewhere. Yes. This is a God that dwells in us. It's a very unique aspect, actually, of the biblical faith: mm. uh, the fact that we relate to a God who indwells us, and yeah. so, um, you know, His. His spirit embraces our spirit in a sense, and uh, and so uh, he puts within us his very desires. The yes. very passions of God are deposited in our hearts, yeah. uh, but also deposited within us can be capacities that perhaps we had before, but are amplified in uh, some sense. That's a great way to put it. Uh, or even capacities that we didn't have before. Even better. New capacities. Now, uh, it's we sometimes speak about these as gifts, mm-hmm. uh, gifts of the Spirit, um, and by that is simply meant uh, capacities that have been either enlarged or, or given to us. Yes. Um, now, the interesting thing, the reason why I'm being a little ambiguous in the way that I'm expressing that is because we have... Uh, 
a few lists of gifts. Yes, uh, I'm, glad you're, I'm glad you're bringing and, this up. And, and none of them is meant to be exhaustive or, or complete. This isn't like an Enneagram or something, you know, of, of sort of gifts. Or yes. It's in contexts where um, generally the picture in a couple, at least a couple of those contexts, the idea of the church yep. and the church body and the many parts uh, working together is being emphasised. Very big... Um, and very big important topic in the early church was that of unity. Yeah. You are now part of the one thing, okay? Yes. Uh, th- one of the key things that the Holy Spirit does is to reverse the fragmentation uh, of humanity. This is, um, uh, you know... and, and Part of and, our sin nature. Yeah, that's right. And and uniting us to become part of one body. Yeah. And it's referred to which as is, the body of Christ. Yeah, which is Christ's body. That's right. That's and so, so in a sense, the two things happen. We, in that way we transcend individualism we no longer we no longer live individualistically yeah but so while it while it lifts us above our um, individualism it actually highlights the holy spirit highlights our individuality yes uh, you, you understand the difference between individualism Unique, is yeah individualism is is just me living my own life my autonomous own by yeah, myself that's right uh, individuality is the way that I am uniquely shaped yes and uh, this isn't uh, creating a one size fits all uh, our 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 individuality is enhanced yeah. um, as the Holy Spirit fills us. And even even the way that the gifts function, there, there are gifts that diff, many different people might have the same gift, yeah. but that inevitably has its own character according yeah. to our individuality. Yeah, and there's and like and I just wanted to point out there are if you look up lists of or you know you look up you do a Google search for list of the spiritual gifts in Scripture. Yeah, you know one list will say here are the definitive nine gifts of the Spirit. The next yeah. list is here are the twelve gifts of the Spirit. Here are the fifteen. <laughs> here are the eighteen. Here are the twenty five. There are numbers. There's I found one list saying here are the three areas of gifts that I'm like yeah. my goodness there is no set pattern uh, you know in any even if we branch out a little bit into um you know different uh you know different christian expressions in the orthodox and roman church uh very early on they will list the seven gifts of the spirit okay. very yeah. very categorically yeah. and they get that list from isaiah Right, they yeah, get that okay. list from the Old Testament in Isaiah chapter eleven, talking yep, about okay. Christ, yeah. the prophecy about Christ, talking about the Spirit will be on him, and he will be I have, have the Spirit of wisdom and of understanding, and of the, you know lists all these different yep. things. They treat that as the original list of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Mm. So there's many different ways to look at the gifts, yeah, and many different lists yeah. and ideas and, and stuff like that. And there, there are, um, in a way. Uh, there, there are different, um, there are different kinds of giftings as well. I mean, some are more, as I said, an enhancement of something of a natural tendency. So in Romans, uh, perhaps, um, perhaps we we can read out. Let's read out some of the lists uh, yeah. th- that we have. I think that's a good place to start. So um, in uh, one Corinthians, um, it says in from chapter twelve. Uh, it says from verse 7, Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Uh, now what I'll do here actually is I'll just briefly comment on it. We're not going to go... go I, I mean, I've got, a, I've got a bigger... Uh, do you want to go through each passage? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to slowly work through each passage and talk about the different gifts. And I think that then it'll become... 
uh, evident what some of the differences are and, yeah. and so forth. Um, so uh, to one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. Now, of course, wisdom is something that we should all we're all told to have. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, but I, what this is indicating is that there is a a particular you know there are particular people who are. Um, a peculiarly gift, gifted in this way with with wisdom in mm. you know uh, in, in cer- certain circumstances, you know we don't know exactly what Paul has in mind here, uh, but there are some people that while we're all meant to have wisdom, there there are some people that are uniquely qu- equipped yeah. uh, with with this uh, sense of of uh, spirit given wisdom. You know it's this is a this is an enhancement of something that that we're meant to have anyway. So this is a you know a kind of uh, not just a naturally generated wisdom, but a but a perspective mm-hmm. that is given by the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, then it says to another, um, uh, to another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. So this is this is the experience of God showing you something uh, about someone or a situation that you could not otherwise know. It's it's some insight or a sense of of something that God is showing you about another person. So. Um, a classic example uh, of this uh, is where, and, and I've I've uh, been in situations where this gift remark is quite remarkable, actually. Yes. Where we'll be praying for someone, and someone will say, who doesn't know that person, will say, um, I, I, "I've got a picture of this kind of situation. You know, it could be a child in a certain circumstance. And do you, is this does this mean anything to you?" Mm-hmm. And I've been in a remarkable situation where that person has said, oh, that actually, that exactly describes a situation that actually the Holy Spirit in some sense is wanting to deal with or wanting to bring up to the surface. Okay. And so that, that, that's a, a word of knowledge. You know, this, um, the message of knowledge can also be, I've also seen this in the sense like in meetings where someone has had a strong impression that there's someone here who has... Um, some kind of injury or, or or something that God wants to deal with in that moment, and so they'll say, "Believe there's someone here with this kind of thing." And so you believe that's the that's the main definition of of of. No, I just think that's of one of that's okay. that's one of that's one way in which that can manifest. So as yeah. I said before, these yes. sorts of things can manifest in a lot of different ways. Because I, I would I would describe a word of knowledge as to being able to apply, you know. Knowledge of knowledge of scripture to a particular area, of of you know what's going on. Yeah, you know. to, well, to me that's just good exegesis yeah. and hermeneutics. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, I know. Be, be, see, the problem the problem the problem with that yes. is that someone can therefore say, "Oh no, this is what this scripture means," because I have this. Yes, I had this direct. Uh, well, y- y- you know what I mean. Like I have some kind of direct, uh, I don't know, or some greater gift of spiritual knowledge that allows me to interpret scripture, and so yeah. that kind of that kind of trumps your ability to interpret scripture. I think scripture. What one of the key uh, the key ideas that, particularly in the Reformation, they brought forth because, of course, the uh, the Catholic Church had locked up scripture, saying yes. you can't let anyone yeah. just interpret scripture. Only the clergy should, and they and they should tell. Yeah. Uh, the, well, they advocated what they talked about: the perspicuity of the of scripture and the the notion of illumination that the Holy Spirit illumines oh, us and helps us definitely. to understand. Definitely. Um, so. 
Look, there may be an aspect of um, perhaps insight in yes. some sense yep. uh, that, that could be connected with this. Yep. There are some people, I think, that are naturally more insightful. Yes. Now, and, and I think, yes, God can enhance that as long as we're not, someone's not claiming, oh, but I have this gift, so no, you're no. wrong and I'm right. Well, I, 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 yeah, yeah, I understand. There's definitely problems around that, but um, yep. yeah. It's interesting with, with the... Um, with the next one, to another faith by the same spirit. Yeah. Now, of course, faith is another example of where um, this is something that we're all meant to have, but there are some people that are particularly um, particularly equipped with the gift of faith to do certain things. Yeah. Uh, uh, like an unshakable confidence more that other people would sort of question, my goodness, you really, <clears throat> you're believing in God more than, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, look, I've, I've, I've met people like this who have a boldness in a certain area yeah. uh, that I think, wow, like God. And, and remember, faith is a gift of God, as it says yeah. in Ephesians chapter 2. So we all have that, you know, in order, uh, faith is something that is seeded in our hearts. Now, we need to exercise and grow that faith. But to some people, evidently, there, there is an extraordinary measure of faith given for particular things. You know, there might be someone who has a healing ministry uh, and, and, or, or, a, or, or a ministry, whatever it is. Uh, well, that's the next one, yeah, in the, that's that's the next right. one listed in, yep. in Corinthians. And, and this is the thing. I don't think they're necessarily uh, – I think there might be some overlaps here as well because the, uh, the next one, um, to another gifts of healing by that one spirit. You yeah. know? So um, – uh, so again, you know, we we all need to be praying for each other, and and if someone's uh, sick, we should pray for them. And talks about bringing people to the elders, elders you yeah. know, for example. And yet here, uh, it identifies that there are some people that God draws to this and equips for this mm. uh, in a in a particularly uh, in a particular way, yeah. uh, and that's what's being indicated here. Um, to another, miraculous powers. Um, uh, you know, Lucy, yeah, Lucy this has, is, yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, uh, that that could be anything. I mean, that could include uh, healing. Yep. Um, uh, and of course, there are uh, many stories throughout church history of people who have been equipped with sort of extraordinary, um, uh, in an extraordinary way to sort of um, manifest signs and wonders of all, you know, of, of all kinds. Um and then it says, to another prophecy. Now, this isn't uh, the prophecy that this talks about is not uh, like, not ex well, it's, it's related to, but it's different to the Bible writing prophecy, sort of God dictating his word to Isaiah or, yep. uh, or, or Jeremiah or so forth. Yes. Um, it, is, uh, it is God uh, speaking through us in a sense, not, not in a way that, um, cancels out our our unique personality, not in a way that cancels out ability to discern, mm -hmm. um, but it's a message received, a message that is placed on our hearts mm -hmm. that we essentially use our words to communicate. I yes. mean, sometimes there can be key words, yes. but, um, you know, a prophecy, um, I, I've often, uh, I've experienced this in times where I've been praying for someone and and I've just I've just you know uh, quietly not out loud prayed God help me to see what as I've just waited with them with God and and then I've I've prayed and I've actually encouraged them with words that I I really felt were guided by 
the Holy Spirit. Mm. And they've said to me later that actually that picture and that illustrate or that image that you used, yes. that was exactly what I needed. That's yep. right on. And so, um, and, and there's a sense of life-giving power in that word as well. You know, mm. we think prophecy is a, is, um, is like a declarative thing to, through the word, it's like, you know, um, Ezekiel chapter th- 37, when uh, God says, Ezekiel, prophesy to the dry bones that they, that they would live. So in this sense, there is, there is a prophetic element to any, um, in, in any moment where we share our faith with another person and yep. where that is made, in the theological word, that is made efficacious, mm. uh, it, it is made effective yes. to actually break down a wall in their heart. So the actual, our, you know, human words are used in a prophetic sense to, yep. uh, to have that prophetic force to give life where there is no life. So a lot of people, when they hear hear prophecy, and we've already we've dis- we've made this point before, they think of something foretelling the future. Something, you yeah. know, a prophecy yep. is something that happens before you know. Before and it, it, and it may be it may be that, uh, but. It, it's a whole lot of other things as well. Exactly, it's not limited yeah. to that. the the other The other, you know, um, aspect of prophecy which you you were describing there, is you know, telling forth or forth telling. Yeah. You know the clear, you know, will of God or the clear yeah, mind right. of yeah. God in in, in particular, yeah. you know, circumstances. And we, and we have we have many examples of this uh, in the Book of Acts. You know, for example, Paul as um, Agabus the prophet ties his, you know, yes. he takes off Paul's belt and ties it around his hmm. wrist and says, in in like manner, you're going to be bound and so forth. And that's a foretelling. And that's a foretelling yeah, that's, uh, that's, element. Yeah, yeah, that's a foretelling. And then, um, uh, and then there are other, you know, Paul says that um, by the, that through the spirit he's been told that many trials await him mm. um, you know these are all what we need to remember here is that these sort of prophecies are very much in line with what you would be led to expect anyway from the teaching of Christ mm. so you know when Paul says that you know the spirit has shown me uh, that you know many trials await me yes um, uh, and and there are examples of where where prophets prophesy that to Paul. Yeah, but that's very much in line with with the teaching of Christ anyway, yes. because Christ said, you know, in this world you will yeah. have trouble. So, yeah. uh, and he talks, you know, Jesus talked about his disciples taking up the cross and following him. So, uh, so the prophecy there is very much consistent uh, with uh, with Scripture. So th- there's a sense with this kind of prophecy that there is discernment needed. It's not like um, uh, it, first of all, uh, it's not like you're taken over. You you get put in some state where you're channeling in no. some sense. There's no sense of that. You know that the spirit of the prophets is subject to the prophets. Yep. Uh, so in Paul says that uh, a little later on, uh, indicating that uh, it's not you are you have a choice. Yeah. You, you know you, you need to make good choices around this. God has given you something, but it's up to you to steward that well. Well, it's interesting that you know after after talking about prophecy, uh, Paul then. In- in Corinthians talks about you know the ability to discern whether a message is from the spirit of God or from another spirit. Yeah. So that that's another type of spiritual gift is the gift of discernment. Yeah, yeah, where, that's right. Yeah, know. exactly. Yeah. And and I think I mean uh, prophecy is one that Paul puts a lot of emphasis on in, in terms of the gifts because mm. it's a gift that builds up. We see uh, prophets active in the book of Acts. We actually see uh, in the early church period um in fact, I mean, throughout history, uh, we, we do get the um, appearance of, uh, of prophets. But uh, we see this 
it's interesting how prominent this is in the early church period. You had the, have these uh, traveling prophets. It's interesting how much is referred to in the book of Acts. Yes. That's, that there were, there were these um, prophets. Um, so, uh, um, and look, and I've had some, you know, remarkable experiences where, where I have been so blessed by someone mm. that has done something prophetic. I remember once uh, um, I was driving along in my car and there was something that I, that I know uh, that really God brought to my attention and, and that I knew I needed to work through. And I just oh, felt like uh, I can, that I said to God, like, I can do this because I, I, because I know that you love me. I, like I, I can, I, I, I think I can do this because I think I can work through this. And, and I got a text in that moment from someone who said, Hey, I've been praying for you. And I just felt like God wanted to say to you, I love you. And I like, yeah. and, and actually confirmed. even the yes. way that it was worded was exactly yeah. what I had been praying back to yeah. God. So, you know, it was one of those remarkable, and there wasn't, there wasn't any, you know, there's no new doctrinal no. information in that yes, or yes. it's, 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 not, spe- thus, it's, it's the, not thus saith, saith the Lord. It's, yeah, it's, it's it, more of the spirit yeah, prompting you. That's to, right. So, and, and I think that's an important, yes. that's an important element of this because, um, it's it's like the specific application of things that we know, mm. but it's the specific application of those things to particular times. That's an important and point. Persons and, and moments. Yeah. Um, because you look every, every now and again, I mean, I heard even recently someone felt like they had a particular prophecy uh, about you know something about the Book of Revelation and other things as well. It's like oh, you know, yeah. you've got to, you've just got to watch out that everything that you're saying can be assessed. Uh, on the basis of scripture that well, you're not claiming that, oh, oh no, but God told me, so yeah. you can't argue with this. So in light of that, is it right to say, well, I would define, you know, I would make, I would make the gift of prophecy as, as wide mm. as, or as multi, you know, layered as someone who stands up with the word of God and is able to really foretell it well and by the spirit's power, that sort of comes under the umbrella of prophecy. I think, uh, well, there, there are a couple of elements in there, and the problem is, is if you make, if you, if you make the boundaries so wide, then you lose all distinctions at all. Uh, I, I would, I would say, yes, there's an element of the gift of teaching, and I think teaching is a gift as yeah. well. But I think there's something different between teaching, and yeah, well, I do too. So, yeah. so I, I would say anyone, anyone that gets up and and proclaims God's word, like in its, let's take a preaching circumstance, yeah. I 100% agree that if there is not a prophetic element to that, it's yes. not going to do anything. Yeah. So there actually has to be a prophetic element. And I'm actually, I'm, I'm very conscious of this because for me as a regular preacher, it's not just a matter, matter of getting up and saying true things. No. I am using words to do the things that God wants me to do. So I, I will often go in with a sense and I will, and, and this is particularly, this sense is often strengthened as I pray. And the more I pray, the more God, you know, guides my prayers. And, and I go in with a very strong sense of God wants to break down this kind of stronghold. And my preaching is aiming at that one thing. And, and, and so I would say that's prophetic. That's prophetic. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Because, and again, the other reason with this, and it's almost like a, a circular reasoning here that is when I say prophetic preaching, you you know, you know, pro, you know, prophetic preaching, or prof, you know, you could say say that use the same word. It's it's empowered by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and the, it's important. The, and the re, but the reason why I made the distinction before is because, and I, and I mean, this comes probably from preaching, teaching, preaching yes. students, yes. preaching classes, that you want to do more than just say true things. Yes. You want to be guided and empowered by the Holy Spirit yeah. in order to say the right things for the right time. That's the first one. And in order for your speech to be empowered yeah. so that... Uh, there's a sense of unction, as it were, to break down the wall spiritually and to to yeah. actually uh, push through and to make the changes that only can be supernaturally made. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the prophetic element. So um, uh, that's that's uh, prophecy. Again, this is something Paul, you know. Uh, puts emphasis on because it's a gift that blesses uh, other people. Yeah. Um, it says to another, um, where am I up to? To another, the, distinguishing between spirits. That's a discernment. Yeah, that's a, that's uh, that's a discernment. So uh, it's interesting the way that that's put there, because it's a it's a spiritual discernment of is this coming from, uh, is this coming from, uh, a, like a, a rebellious, uh, untruthful, lying spirit? Is there deception here? Um, uh, it's it's a it's a sense of discernment around the rightness or wrongness. It, it might even be someone might even coming saying true things, yes. but there's just something not quite right. Yeah, and um, uh, or it could be in situations where um, it actually is dis- distinguishing, um, uh, you know, recognizing in a sense the the work of the evil one. Yeah. Uh, in different manifestations, Definitely. distinguishing between oh. spirits in that sort of sense. 100%. Um, 100%. Uh, or that that sense of discernment, you know, sense of um, there's some people that are much more sensitive to, it's almost like this built-in lie radar yeah. or this built-in um, uh, sort of sensitivity to the spirit in which something comes. Yeah. Yeah, so, and, and and let me say, let me say, uh, I'll just get in my little soapbox here yeah. for the, the minute about discernment. One of the most sorely lacking gifts of the spirit <laughs> in the church today is discernment, because I think, you know, so many people emphasise, you know, in church in the right way. You know, yeah. we 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 extol and we lift up the, you know, love and acceptance yeah. and yeah. And, and wanting to be warm and not and let me say this we 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 extol niceness yeah you know it, you yeah. know everyone wants to be nice and there's some and some moments mm. where yeah. Yeah. where I I you know I am like crushed by the spirit of God sometimes yeah. because I feel like we're making a mistake or this is discerning the wrong yeah. thing yeah and and you go in there and say listen I want to be discerning about this and you don't know how to do it without not being nice and yeah. everyone goes well that's not nice whatever yeah, you've got to say that's right it's, it's yeah, a very right. hard it's a very yeah. hard thing to it, be able it to perhaps is the, is the it's it's perhaps one of the gifts that pushes most against our cultural preset because oh. our cultural preset you just accept everything yeah. and everything's good and everything's wonderful no but there are actually lots of things that aren't there yeah. are there are things that that sound good but are actually quite destructive and yeah. and we've got to be willing to distinguish truth from lie distinguish good spirit from bad spirit yeah. and um, uh, and that's what that uh, well, is Well, there's about. two more that he lists yep. in Corinthians here. And let's fly past these really quick because there's nothing controversial about this. <laughs> that speaking in unknown languages and they'll be able to interpret unknown languages. Um, 
so yeah, the uh, um, <laughs> to uh, another speaking in different kinds of tongues, yeah. um, and still another interpretation of tongues. So, um, now, so, now, so you use the word old English word tongues. Yeah, the word there it's means, interesting. means it, languages. Well, no it does. Languages. It does. Uh, it does mean languages. But there's also a reason why even all modern translations have left it like that. Uh, not all of them. Not, not the all good, of them. Not the good ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, it, look, it's it's the same thing. Even if even if it's even if it's speaking in an unknown language to yeah. anyone, even if it's speaking in fragments of lots of different languages, yes, um, this can actually mean a lot of different things. And I think it's important not to pin this down too much. I know of situations where where people have been enabled to actually speak another language. Oh, so do I firsthand. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. You know, and um, it's amazing. Yeah, and then there are. Um, there are, and then there are a thousand missionaries who are like, "Man, I wish I had that gift." Yeah, yeah, know, that's don't... right. Yeah, and, well, and then, uh, and then there's, I mean, in fact, um, Paul. This is, um, and I think one of the reasons Paul finishes with this one uh, is because he leaves this at the end of the list because this one seems to be the one that was probably most controversial in the context of the Corinthian church. Well, not just controversial, obviously, you know. Divisive. Divis uh, yeah. Divisive and misused. I mean, the whole letter to Corinthians is, an, is a correction, is a, yep. I mean, the Corinthian church was a, a total mess, yeah. a total mess. Well, there were, lots of, there were lots of good things happening, but it was being undermined by, yeah. you know, competitiveness, division, yes. uh, a strong yeah. su sort of superiority complex that yep. they had this situation there. of their, personalities yeah, going on, uh, the love feast was a mess. People were getting drunk. People were yeah. uh, sexually promiscuous. Yeah. They were still involved in in the in the pagan cult worship that Corinth, yeah, Corinth yeah. was full on. The the verb there the were different level, almost like levels. They saw different levels of Christians. The, the verb to Corinthianize in that era, yeah. in, in 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 the Roman era, if you were to use the word to Corinthianize, it meant to sleep with a temple prostitute. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, right, that's yeah. how that's how inbuilt that culture was. And Paul spent eighteen months there. Yeah, yeah. So Eighteen he, months right. there to to build this church up, and then very quickly, this is one of the earliest letters that we've yeah, got from Paul. That's right. Very quickly, they went off the rails big yeah, time, and yeah. people were coming in and misleading them. And one of the things that they were misusing or being divisive about were the spiritual gifts. Yeah, and and I mean, you know, human nature wants to wear something like a badge. Yeah. This is one of the issues, even with uh, that the the rite of circumcision mm. had had moved from being the sign of the covenant that it was to this sort of badge of superiority. Yeah, you know, we're better than all those pagans out there. It's human nature. Uh, it's human nature. That's right. And so um, the gift of tongues, the speaking in other tongues, uh, was seen as uh, like a badge of, um, you know, of spiritual superiority in some yeah. sense. And, uh, and so Paul is very eager to point out, first of all, um, uh, he says in verse 3 of Corinthians 12, he says, Therefore I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus, because so no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So uh, he's saying straight up, you couldn't even declare that Jesus is Lord yeah. unless you had the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So so he wants to cancel out the idea that there are some Christians who have the Holy Spirit, mm. uh, who have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and other Christians that don't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, yeah. uh, because that is actually how we become Christian. Yeah. 
we declare Jesus as Lord when Jesus is enthroned as Lord in our hearts. Yeah. You know, we talk about inviting Jesus into our hearts. How does Jesus enter our hearts? Mm. By his Holy Spirit. Paul mm. talks about Christ in me, the hope of glory. Yeah. Um, and, and he's talking about the indwelling Holy Spirit in the, in the sort of unique new covenant sense. Yeah. So, so Paul wants to point out that, um, that the, the gift of tongues can't be used as a, as a, a sort of a symbol of the fact that you've got the Holy Spirit and I haven't. Well, and again, the bigger picture of Corinthians, the message over and over again in Corinthians is you guys don't even understand what we're doing here as a church. Like we are to build one another up to edify one another, one another up to, to glorify God. Yep. We can't do that when there's fighting and infections yeah, and right. when you're doing yeah. this and all these different sins going on. Yeah. And very sadly, that was one of the, you know, mis- misuse yeah, of that's the right. spiritual yeah. gifts. And I mean, Paul, is, you know, I mean, Paul testifies to speaking in tongues. He says, look, I wish you, I wish that everyone would speak in tongues, but guys, let's get to the main, you know, let's get to the main issues here. You need to be focusing on things and ways of building each other up. And he goes, and of course, the great famous chapter and yes. most famous chapter, Perhaps one of the most in the New Testament read, is one read, Corinthians read every thirteen. Read every weekend, which of is weddings love. And funerals. Yeah. yeah, if yeah. you you know if you have the tongues of men and of angels but have not love, yeah. uh, you are you are a clanging gong, yeah. and. Um, uh, and it's interesting, actually, in that comment, the tongue of men and, and of angels, he's referring to that there was the 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 the, the idea of speaking in tongues in. Uh, Jewish circles, it, yes. it, it was a thing. Actually, it was kind of out there. There was um, uh, a, a talk of the ability to speak in tongues of angels. That was a thing mm-hmm. uh, in that time. A sense that there is some kind of exalted speech that um, that in some ways is uh, is angelic. In some sense, we're, we're not given much uh, comment on that. There's lots of rabbit trails down this. Oh, there's way. There, there's lots there's of rabbit so trails. So many yeah. rabbit trails. But down I think, um, but but and that's but. You know, his key point is uh, all of these things need to have their context in key elements of Christian character, faith, hope, and love. If you don't have faith, hope, and love, and particularly love, then all of these things, uh, they can really go awry. And and that was the problem, actually, in the Corinthian church Mm. uh, at this time. Mm. So... um, he talks about not only tongues, it's interesting, he talks about the interpretation uh, of tongues and that's the ability to, um, again, supernaturally, it's not just, you know, uh, you speak in German, I can understand yeah. a bit of German so I can understand you. Exactly. Uh, it's it's some in some sense a it's supernatural a, ability that as someone is speaking a language um, that, that I somehow gains a spiritual understanding of the essence of what they're saying. Yeah. Um, and so... You know, the idea here is that God is binding a body together to make this person dependent on that person. Mm. So this person has to work with this person. Mm. This is another big, uh, you know, way in which Paul is counteracting the divisiveness and the superiority complex. He says, listen, you who have this gift and think that you're the bee's knees, you actually are completely dependent on this other person that has a gift that you think is lesser. And in fact, I think he actually turns the tables. He says, no, actually, you think your gift is the greatest, but actually there are other gifts that are greater, uh, that are greater than that. So, um, Well, listen, we've got a couple more lists we have to get through. We are are very slow. Let's take a quick break. We'll have a quick breather and we're going to fly through these other lists. We've taken our time through Corinthians there. We're going to fly through the other lists. Keep on listening. You're on Thrive Perspectives as we wrap up this discussion about the Holy Spirit.
it's your old mate DJ here, and I'm just going to be really brief. I've got some fantastic news to share with you. I don't know, I don't know what voice that was, but I've got some fantastic news to share with you. I had a look behind the scenes at some of the financial comings and goings of the podcast. That's not my department. It's not my department, but I stuck my head in that department. <laughs> Makes it sounds like we're part of a big firm here. I stuck my head in that department, and let me tell you. We are so close to be meeting the costs of the Thrive Podcasts. It actually costs quite a bit of money putting out Thrive Deeper and Thrive Perspectives. And your monthly subscriptions, your monthly support is almost meeting those costs. It's an exciting day for us. We never thought we'd get there when we started this. Actually, you jumping on board and being a monthly supporter. It's so simple to do. You just head over to thrivetoday.tv, thrivetoday.tv, and you'll see Donate. Right there, you'll be able to choose a monthly level of support. As little as you want to be able to do per month, and then it automatically comes out and supports your favorite podcast there, Thrive Deeper and Thrive Perspectives. Oh, we're so excited. There is so much we want to do. And I really want to push our Thrive Supporters Facebook group. When you become a financial supporter of Thrive, we add you into this private Thrive Supporters group. We're doing more stuff in there, more videos, more photos, more questions and answers. We've got some great stuff planned for that group. And we want you to be part of it. All you need to do is join in by being a financial supporter. It's so simple. Thrivetoday.tv. All right, I'm going to leave you with that great news. Let's get back into this discussion of the Holy Spirit and let's wrap it all up here on Thrive Perspectives. Thrive Perspectives, well, you never really left us anyway. It's DJ and Matt here, and we're trying to wrap up this discussion on the Holy Spirit. And I feel like the Holy Spirit is just moving us to keep doing, you know, endless podcasts about the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. Let, we've jumped from Corinthians, first the first letter of Corinthians. Let's jump over to another letter from Paul, the the the, the book of Romans, the letter of letter to the Romans. In chapter 12, uh, verses 6, 7, and 8, he lists really briefly another short list of, of spiritual gifts. Yep. So, Matt, I'm just going to fly through these, and you jump in yep. where you want to jump in yep. here. So he says, in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God... God has given you the ability to prophesy, which we've already touched mm-hmm. on, speak out as much as faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, that's a new one, serve them yeah. well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage, yeah. be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you your leadership ability, ability to take that responsibility seriously, and if you have the gift of showing kindness, do it gladly. So these are completely yeah. different gifts. The thing I like about this um, is that he references, uh, you know, uh, he references, for example, the gift of prophecy. Uh, I should also say the context here is very, very important because yeah. yet again, this the context is, as he says, for by the grace given me, I say to you, every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. Yes. Okay, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each one of you. Yeah. For just as each one of us... Uh, 
has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, though many, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Yeah. The, it's that same thing. Yeah, it's, Again, just straight you after You are dependent goes, on each other because yeah, of the different ways. It, it, this is where he talks about having affection you. for one another. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Love, you know, building yeah. one. It's the same thing. Yeah. And, and the idea here is that because the gifts have been distributed differently to each person, because we're different people with different abilities, we're dependent on each other. Mm. So there's this wonderful opportunity, and I, I put this uh, this way recently, there's this wonderful opportunity that we have in the body of Christ to see through other eyes, to, to hear through other people's that's, ears that's really and to, to feel through many hearts. You know, it's like, you know, when I talk to someone, for example, that is a gift of discernment, I, I actually see things that I didn't see. You know, when I, when I hear from someone who has a gift of prophecy or that gives a word of knowledge, yeah. I get to see things, I get to hear things through their ears. Yes. You know, um, as, as someone... Uh, comes with a heart of wisdom and just brings it. There's yeah. a sense I feel with their heart. Yeah. I feel what they feel. It's this. This is the wonderful opportunity that we have in the in the body. It's this multi-sensory organ. We're one part of it, mm. but we really need to lean on each other. Mm. This is where fundamentally faith is not a private thing. Faith fundamentally is a corporate thing because we are fundamentally one part made to be one part of a whole. Now, a great a great point to that, and I want to wrap up our little list here of spiritual gifts, is another time that Paul talks about lists is in Ephesians chapter 4. And in light of that being yeah. the corporate thing that we are needed to each other, the, he says in 4.11, the gifts that Christ gave the church are this, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, yet another list, but yeah. this is all what people are doing, like, you know, yeah, that's right. doing yeah. in the church. So it's... And he says earlier there that, that Christ, you know, ascended into heaven and yes. distributed gifts, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and and there the gifts are actually the people. It's yes. like the, they are the gifts. It's yeah. these, I've given you teachers, I've given you apostles, prophets, evangelists. Yeah. Uh, these are people who are equipped in these in these ways. One of the things that I love about that and this, yes. uh, this list that you just read before in Romans yeah. is that we have... What we might, uh, you know, whereas, say, the gift of prophecy is is something that I receive from God that I don't otherwise have, um, you know, there are others. I mean, we talked about faith. You know, faith is something that we all have, but that still is given by God. Yeah. Uh, there, there are things here that we might say people ordinarily have, like serving yes. uh, and um, and leadership. Okay, yeah. there's, there's a sense in which... Um, I know people, whether both Christians and non-Christians, who are seem to be natural leaders. You know, they're they're, they're naturally inclined to that that kind of gifting, and uh, and there are some people that are more inclined towards teaching. Yeah. You know, what this is really is is that God, in some way, is has um, uh, sequestered those abilities for Himself, sanctified them, and and in some sense enhanced them. Yes, uh, enhanced them with it with a peculiar, like if it's serving, with that with that special sense of the love of God. Mm. Uh, if it's leadership, with that particular uh, vision that comes from the Holy Spirit, that sense of vision that comes from the Holy Spirit, um, uh, and so. Uh, I, you know, I love the fact that we've got things that look more like, 
administration and yeah. le- less like the lofty uh, exactly. gifts of the Spirit that e- we have in uh, exactly. you don't 1 see, Corinthians 12. You don't see the, the unhealthy church, the Corinthian church, fighting after, well, he's got a really good gift of serving. <laughs> That's right. He's a really good administrator. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, but, but, but I love the fact that, that the Holy Spirit through Paul is showing us that um, – you know, it, it, it's so much bigger and wider than what we want to make. Yeah, a yeah, list. that's right. And this is where I don't like the list, and I, and me studying at this time. And Matt, you can as as my, you know, getting a little bit personal here. Not only as as, as one of my best mates, but as as my uh, you know, local pastor that I am a member <laughs> of a member of the church. Feel free to say uh, you're a little bit wrong there, because in looking looking through the letters in the New Testament, you see that the word gift and the Holy Spirit is associated with things like celibacy. You know, yep. like, like yep. The, the, and again, it's a lot broader. There's mercy talked about as yep. a gift. There's, you know, um, you know, these different attributes yeah. of gifts that the Spirit is is doing yeah. in the church that is a little bit bigger than the list that we have that Paul has given. Yeah. And I think there's a purpose to that. And the, and the conviction that I have at this, as I feel like Paul is saying, "Hey guys, here's some primary colours." Yeah. On God's palette, yeah. the Holy Spirit has got primary colors of these on yeah. these on these palette. big bold colors. Yeah, you know that we can see examples of in Scripture and stuff like that. But for the members of the church, the members of the church are infinite. Yeah. And and the Holy Spirit will well, take uh, well not infinite like not infinite, numerous yeah. <laughs> numerous too numerous for us yeah. to list in a book. Yeah. You know type of thing, and everyone has a different unique. And I'm not saying a different yeah. unique gift. I'm saying a unique gift, uh, you know, sort combination. Hue, almost a unique and yeah. unique hue. Like, of the, that like exactly. A, color, a, yeah. a monitor on your computer screen has got like, you know, four or five different yeah. little LED crystals in there yeah. of different prime colors. Yeah. But you've got screens that can make 15 million colors yeah. because of the technology yeah. we have. I feel like for me, the, the the revelation that I've had in reading through all of these again and thinking about the Holy Spirit and going through what Paul and Peter are teaching is that there are these big, bold primary colors that the, that the mm. Holy Spirit, you know, has to use, but he will, he will give us and shape us with his giftings in such a unique way that we are needed by the body. Yeah, that's right. In our local body. Yeah, and it's not like we even just get one each, or no. or that yours actually even has to be on these lists. Yes, I mean, exactly. I, like I don't think even that's necessary for you to find your particular gift. Peter on this talks list. about it being hospitable is, is, yeah. is a gift of the spirit. Yeah, being hospitable. I mean, yeah. like administration. You, I think yeah, is is, yeah. is is mentioned there. Um, yeah. So I think that's very true. Uh, even with colours, though. Any, if you paint a picture, there's enough distinctness. Even though there's many yes. hues, there's enough, still enough distinctness yes. to tell this from that. Yeah. Um, so. Um, and I'm not trying to be all artsy, yeah, 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 or yeah, anything like yeah. that. I'm no, just. It's a good I, point. I'm just trying to. You know, because I grew up, and the reason why is I grew up in a church that had very much these category of gifts of this. You know, let's t- like like a personality test. Let's yeah. take a personality <laughs> test and find out what's your spiritual gifting. And I was like, yeah. how dry and boring is this? And it like yeah. reduces this magnificent work of the spirit, this unique work of the spirit into something boring and detached. Mm. And I and I feel like 
I don't want to make it more confusing to people, but I feel like as we are reliant on our day-to-day life of what the Holy Spirit is doing in our life, he will bring to the forefront of what he wants us to do and And, give us the gifts to do it. And and I think that there there are, I mean, there are things that we can do and guidance that we can receive to identify the way that God has shaped us and gifted us. And and, I mean, there's some great, there is some great material uh, out there. I think, I think you're right in that it's important not to limit that to like a definitive list necessarily. Yeah. Um, but starting with these lists, because these, you know, uh, these biblical lists, I think, point us in the right direction. You know, they certainly point us in the right direction. hundred percent. So, that is a great. Yeah. That is a great point. Yeah. I, look, you know, um, I, I thought I'd just share a couple of stories actually uh, to, and I and I think this uh, sort of illustrates perhaps um, perhaps the differences between uh, the ways in which God can gift us. So, um, uh, so. I, um, uh, as a as a young Christian, one of the things that that I was always interested in was, um, I mean, I was always fairly open to, I guess, this charismatic dimension. And we use the word charisma to talk about, you know, the gifts. That's a way of talking about, yes, uh, you know, a charismatic church is generally a, a church that emphasizes, in some sense, the the gifts of the spirit. Yeah, uh, and and, that, and that's from the Greek word. For, for gift, isn't it? A charisma, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah. Sorry, uh, related to the word grace, uh, yes. actually, and you know, so uh, which is the idea behind a gift. So, um, I, I, I remember asking people uh, to pray for me so that I would receive the gift of tongues, right? And I, and I had, you know, and I think, I think as a as a young Christian, I, I was always going through that sense of doubt. You know, am I really there? Am I really, um, am I really filled with the spirit? You know. All of these sorts of doubt, and and I and of course, rather than listen to probably the hard things that the Spirit of God was trying to get through to me, it, it seemed you know if if I could just have some sensational you know yeah. uh, some sensational sign. I look, I mean, looking back, to be honest, uh, I I I did go chasing after these things, uh, at least partly as a sense of I want some kind of assurance. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, now, God wanted to build a deeper form of assurance into me. And, and so uh, so even though, like, I had people lay hands on me and pray for me and that I would receive the gift, and it just, you know, it never it ne- that ne- never really happened. And and I think as I matured, uh, I, I actually cared less about the gifts and more about the fruits of the Spirit. And we'll go on and talk about that in a moment. Um, yeah, and and right. I started to... I actually started to focus more on who God wanted me to be and mm. become, not the gifts that I had, mm. uh, and what God was shaping in me in terms of character and mm. and particularly, in particular, a real heart for God. Mm. Like you know, talks about uh, and and ultimately, what the Holy Spirit brings into us is is a heart, like as it says with David, a heart after God's own heart, mm. and and I actually that grew and grew and grew, just this passion for God and and this love you talk about love you know this love and desire for God and and it really sent me um on a, a real seeking journey and and you know I grew in that space and 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 I it really uh it was really down the track when I uh, actually felt compelled actually uh um felt like God wanted me uh to go to you know a past pastor that I that I knew and asked to pray for me and I didn't even have any uh, preconceived sense of why or what or you know I just felt like this is 
I actually probably needed to learn to be a bit more humble and receive from people. I was never really good at that. Yeah. You know, uh, what receive from that person? Like there was <laughs> no one was ever good enough for me to receive, you know, yeah. uh, you know, my pride coming through. But there was this wonderful childlike gesture of of you know, asking someone to pray for me. And, 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 you know, we met to, we met together a few times and he actually asked me, have, have you ever spoken in tongues? You received the, you know, and, and I said, no, I haven't, I've been prayed for, but it's, you know, it had gone off my uh, sort of radar a bit. And he actually prayed for me. And a couple of weeks later, uh, maybe it was about a week later. So nothing happened there on the spot, but about a week later, uh, I was in this situation where I was so filled with thanks and praise and, and I was opening my mouth to praise God and I found myself stumbling over my words. It's like, and mm. and I just felt like God say, let it go, let your language go. And it was like this, it was what I can only describe as like the shrapnel of, I mean, you know, the famous hymn says, oh, for a thousand tongues. It felt like a thousand languages coming out my mouth mm. all at once. This sense of expressive satisfaction, it's like the glass ceiling of of my language just broke and I felt like I was able to express my longing, my yearning, my praise, my love, uh, and yet I didn't understand uh, what you know, what, what I was mm. saying. That, for me, in an ongoing way, I, a, a large part of my prayer times now actually are, are speaking in that prayer language that I don't, uh, um, I don't understand what I'm saying, but I know what I'm doing in a sense. There's a sense of, I, that it's, I feel completely in that moment riveted and I feel like by the Holy Spirit, I'm communicating with God mm. in, in a way that my, my language could not ever uh, do justice to. Yeah, that's that's that, that's the that's the first. So that's been you know that's an important that's that's my uh, experience of of the gift of tongues. Another uh, contrasting example, and this goes back to when I was studying at. I just started um, doing my honors work at Deakin University. Uh, I'd done a graduate degree in philosophy, and you know I'd done okay. I'd done pretty well in that. Uh, but I remember sitting down and I opened up uh, a book. Um, by Soren Kierkegaard, a book called The Concluding Unscientific Postscript to Philosophical Fragments. There's a, everyone's got that yeah, one. Everyone's show. got that one. And I'm reading this book, and it was so complicated, the section that I was reading. I mean, I sort of understood some of the first bit, but I, I just, and I was, and I felt that God was calling me to enter this area of academia. You know, I felt a sense of call around mm. that. I had always prayed for God to give me wisdom. Uh, that was, often we'll find ourselves, you know, a tra- like, drawn towards a capacity or, and I just, you know, felt like God wanted, uh, you know, uh, to equip me with, with the wisdom to, to be a teacher and, you know, leader of God's people. And, um, and, and I was so frustrated at the fact that my supervisor wasn't a Christian. It was like, understood this perfectly. And, and I'd been, you know, asking God for wisdom and, you know, and I, and so I remember being frustrated, not understanding a single word of this. And I, I stood up and I went down into the courtyard of the, where I was staying. I was living in Bowen Heads at the time. And, and I marched up and down that courtyard. I'm praying, God, you know, 
can't, you, you know, you've, you've asked me to do this and I can't, I, you actually asked me to, I cannot, you know, I can't even understand this guy, ungodly guy down there, you know, has no fear of God. You say the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Yeah. Do I, do I not fear? Have I not, you know, have I not prayed? And, and, and I just really argued with God solidly and appealed and, yeah. and I, and I went back upstairs and, and I sat down in front of this book and I took a notepad and pen and I started reading that page and I just got it. Mm. I, I, like I actually, um, uh, I mean, actually made quite an impact on me. The stuff that I was became an important shaping force in, in you know, in in my sort of thought processes, and and not only not only did I understand, I mean, madly writing notes down. Like yeah. I was, it was like. It, the change was incredible, yeah. and um, and I actually went uh, on to, uh, you know, to publish in that in on, on in that field, and mm. and that's an example for me because I always remember that. Yeah. Whenever I get a bit cocky, like a bit, you know, uh, too smart for school kind of. Yeah. God just reminds me. Just remember, uh, I'm the one who has equipped you. You know, I'm I'm the one who has equipped you to do what what you know. And so that was, you know, there, there was like an enhancement that I needed of a natural ability. Now, you know, you know, do we, does this fit in here with these? I mean, I, I can't. I'm not sure if I find a a category for what mm. just happened there. Mm. But there was a some kind of capacity that God gave me. Uh, that was a hue of perhaps yeah. a few of these different things, yeah. uh, perhaps around wisdom or whatever whatever that is, but that enabled me, I believe, enabled me to do something that I couldn't, yeah. I, that I had naturally tried to. And I, and I think totally. even that it, God wanted me to have that experience of limitation and frustration mm. so that I would go to him, receive something that I didn't have, yes. that I couldn't do, yeah. so that I would always be reminded uh, that this is from God and that he gets the glory. <laughs> that, that, that's good. That's good. And, and, and I hope as people hear those stories, and you might be listening to those stories that Matt just said, and you might, and again, this is, this is, I hope, and I know, Matt, I'm going to speak for you here because I know, I know your heart on this. Mm. Matt tells those stories to give glory to God and to show you what a reliance on the Holy Spirit could be. Matt doesn't tell those stories to make you think, Oh great, Matt's got Matt's a few rungs up on the spiritual ladder mm. than me. Don't listen to those stories because I know I've had I've 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 heard Matt tell similar stories to that, and I've had people say, "Oh, that's great. That even shows me mm. that I'm not as loved as Matthew mm. is by God." And 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 so for, so I'll be very personal as someone who sits over here, and Matt and I have known each other mm. for decades now. Um, and you know we we will thrash out the Word of God together. We will talk about all these different things. You know, I, I I I don't have that experience of, you know, speaking in tongues. I can't get my head around the scripture mm. to get to the same place where you have gotten mm. in experience mm. to say that this is something for for me. Mm. But again, we all know that the 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 different gifts are not all for mm. everybody, mm. and I can quite honestly say that whatever the conviction is, the Spirit of God working in me goes, well, that gift isn't for me, you mm. know, type of thing. As beautiful as I hear your experience, mm. it's not for me. Yeah, and yeah. I think, I th and that's valid because I think we're, we're drawn naturally to, yes. you know, to, and, and I, I think it's important because one of the things that I have feel very much, particularly being on a team, you know, as part of a team, uh, I am more and more recognising 
if anything, my limitations and how dependent I am on the people around me. That's this is the experience of hearing through many ears. See, yeah. I see one little slice <laughs> through through what God, the way that God has gifted me. Yeah. I see one slice, right? But but together we can see 360, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and so I feel so dependent um, on the people around me and... And those people are a blessing to me precisely because they're not like me, yeah. because they have different giftings. Yeah. And I've learned to really depend and rely on the insights that you bring me. When yeah. I'm saying la di da di da and yeah. you're saying, hang on, Matt, uh, <laughs> what, what, what about this and what about that? Yeah, yeah. And it, it's, the, it's the ability, you know, um, I guess, to see and to plug into di- different people's perspective. Yeah, and that's well, what we're all called that's to right. do. And this is so, so important. So it's not about – because if if the response is, oh, yeah, Matt has – you hear those stories, oh, Matt's up there, you're making the very same mistake that Paul is trying to correct yes. in the in 1 Corinthians 12. And, that, and, that's, and that's why I bring it out. I mean, for me, you know, uh, there are times in, in – you know, my point – you know, my experience of the Holy Spirit – you know, though different, is is still as you know, still profound. There's many, many moments where the Holy Spirit has given me, you know, whether it's a word to to give to somebody, or, you know, a word to say, a way to be able to articulate scripture yeah. that they hadn't heard before, yeah. a way to be able to teach. Yeah. And I, one, and again, if we're sharing personal stories, one of the most one of the most alarming. You know, and, and it's sort of in, in hindsight, years later, I've looked at it and gone, oh, well, now I understand why like something like the gift of languages would not be for me or whatever, yeah. or I'm not even drawn to those type of things. I had a situation where a, a, a good friend had, had really harmed me and harmed my reputation. Mm. And I was so angry. I was so mm. angry. There was pastors involved in reconciliation mm. and everything like that. Mm. And and uh, it had done so much damage to uh, a particular church mm. I was at. And, uh, you know, God was teaching me a lot of things, but I was so angry. And uh, there was, in the, in the final resolution time of, you know, pastors overseeing it and people coming together, um, you know, to, to work this out, I sat there arguing with God in my heart and mm. sitting there going, if you think I'm going to forgive this man, <laughs> you've got another thing. Come, this is my yeah, conversation yeah, yeah, with yeah, God. Yeah. And I just felt the Spirit saying, you know what the right thing to do is. You know, like you yeah. you know the Scripture. Like just Scriptures were coming to mind. Yeah. Uh, you know, the more I'm getting angry at God thinking, I cannot forgive this 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 person who has wronged me, the more Scriptures are coming to mind about mm. forgiveness. The more, I'm, uh, the more I'm beginning to see how forgiven I am. Yeah. And the work of the Spirit, and, and, and it... It culminated in into after the meeting had finished, this individual who had wronged me in such a deep way came to me in tears in his eyes, and I literally was standing there yelling at God. Still at that point mm. inside, going, "I don't care, I yeah. don't care, I, I'm not obeying, I am not obeying," you know, yeah. saying to him. But it was an argument, intention in my in my mind. He came to me and said. How could you ever forgive me? Was his words to me, and I opened up my mouth, and the words came out. Yeah. I forgive you. Yeah. In in Jesus' name, I forgive you. And I and I and it scared me. Yeah. It scared me, and I realized that I had had yielded myself over yeah. to the Holy Spirit through that argument. And you know what? I think this is a good segue to the fruit of the Spirit because Amen. I would say, see that the the gifts of the Spirit are are not necessarily an indication of the extent to which you are yielding to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um. 
you know, I know people have operated in gifts because God wanted to bless a particular person. They've been yes. in a really quite a bad place themselves, yeah. personally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's very important to say, you know, because I'm prophesying and because I've, you know, it's like, you know, Jesus uh, said, you know, that many will come to me saying, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and drive out demons? And he will say, mm. I never knew you. Yeah. So just yeah. because you're gifted is no indication of your yeah. of where you are at and it spiritually. And it even goes back to the, to the place where, and it's a really complicated study, but like, you know, I've spent some time this week thinking about, you know, the gifts that God gives are irrevocable. Yeah. Like he'll yeah. give you a gift and yeah. you can misuse that gift. Yeah, that's right. As much as I, that blows my I mind know. and yeah. thinks that yeah. doesn't work. I think the pattern of scripture is, no, yeah. no, you can misuse yeah. a gift. He will give it to you yeah. and you can, you can mis, miswield it. But the thing you can't miswield and the thing you can't, you know, yeah. fake yeah. is the fruit of the spirit. And, and that's the, and the, the key, you know, with that experience is that that is actually an indication of where you're at spiritually, your ability to forgive I mean you know uh, forgiveness our ability to forgive others is a key fruit of the mm. spirit yes uh, it's it's what shows the health of the tree oh. so you know w- whether I s- speak in tongues or prophesy or, or do signs and wonders mm. is not an indication of my spiritual state whereas uh, the fruit of the spirit actually is an indication of your and, spiritual and state. to finish that story once I said those words and I walked walked out of there I realized in my heart of hearts yeah. in my mind of minds yeah. in the very deep spirit of me I had forgiven him yeah like truly and utterly forgiven and I experienced forgiveness and that God showed me how I'd been forgiven yeah in that way yeah and so that brings us to the the, finally as we wrap this up we're going to leave you with the best thing yeah which is the the fruit of the spirit Paul talks about it in a couple of uh places and uh and this is that this is the this is the key character stuff that is the most important thing. Yeah. Uh, this is this is the indication of our spiritual health. We we assess where we're at by the extent to which this fruit is active in yeah. our lives. And, we, and whereas the scripture shows us that, that we're not to chase after spiritual gifts in a sense, like don't be running and clamoring yeah. and they're not all for everybody. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Everything's unique. The difference being the fruit of the spirit is all for everyone. It's all yeah. for everybody. And it's singular. The fruit of the spirit is yeah. for everybody and yeah. we are all to be bearing yeah, this yeah, fruit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So he, uh, Paul says in Galatians uh, chapter 5 from verse 22, but the fruit of the spirit is love Joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against these things, he said, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ, and so it goes on. Those who have have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. So the Spirit naturally, with the right environment, you know, and, and the nutrients, you know, the plant will grow up and bear fruit. You yeah, know? yeah. And so um, he's saying that these these things, love and joy and peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, we do well to sit down and reflect on oh. each one of those in turn and, and look at whether my life, uh, whether your life reflects these characteristics because this is... And, and if not... If not uh, we don't despair, um, we don't give up because God is a gracious God and his, the very point uh, of the gift of his spirit and, and the Holy Spirit is a gift that God gives us to us. It's a gift of, uh, to enable us to be, not just to do as in the gifts of the spirit, but enable us to be someone who we actually cannot be in and of our own strength. And so these gifts are gained not 
just by trying harder, not just by acting like these uh, in, in ways like this, and that's important, but uh, they're actually gained by yielding ourselves more and more to God, by um, cultivating the, uh, a, um, a sensitivity to God's spirit in our hearts. Uh, so that we can be more loving, so that there can be this deep, unshakable, underlying joy that shines out of our lives, so that there will be this peace. We're not going to be, you know, everyone's running around anxiously and, mm. and, you know, but there can be this peace that we just radiate, this forbearance. You know, we're not always getting frustrated because we're part of God's plan. There's a sense of forbearance in our faith. We're kind to people. There's a goodness to us, a true God-given goodness. We're faithful as a faithfulness. You know, we hang in there with God. We're faithful. Uh, there's a gentleness and of course a self-control mm. um, over what, and because earlier uh, he talks about the acts of the flesh, yeah. you know, uh, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I mean, there's, a, you know, mm. and, and even that's not a, not a complete list, yeah. but this sense of the storm, the 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 fruit of the spirit um, brings this character that stills the storm of those sorts of things. It brings things together, an alignment, a peace, a joy, uh, a faithfulness that enables us to walk with God, and that shines out of our character. It makes a difference to the way that we live, to the way that we relate to other people. This is essential aspect of being a Christian. listening to Thrive Perspectives, we want to hear from you. So send us your big questions and ideas. Our home on the internet is thrivetoday.tv. You can contact us, download other shows, see all of our resources and much, much more at our website, thrivetoday.tv. The Thrive Today Network is on Facebook. Our Facebook page and links to our community groups are waiting for you. Just search and like Thrive Today page in Facebook now visiting the website ratethispodcast.com slash thrive perspectives really helps us reach more people so head to ratethispodcast.com slash thrive perspectives we hope that these shows will challenge you to look at life from a new perspective and thrive was another DJP.FM production.